Somebody clap your hands to Jesus. Give Jesus a better clap offering this morning. Oh, I'm sure you can clap your hands better than this. Oh, I said give Jesus a better clap offering. This is our month of thanksgiving. Never hold back your praise. Don't hold back your thanksgiving. Don't hold back your clap. Somebody add your voice and shout hallelujah. Amen and amen. We thank God this morning. Quickly before we take our seats, please go around, shake three people, tell them it's a month of thanksgiving. Uh, tell somebody it's a month of thanksgiving. I came with my thanksgiving. Glory be to Jesus. Amen and amen. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Wave your hands and shout a big amen. All right, please pick up your Bibles. If you have your Bible, pick it up. Glory, 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 glory. Today we've shifted our time a little bit um, to make room for something good. Somebody say amen. Lift up your Bible. Say, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I'm not a hearer only. I'm a doer of the word. Say, by this word, my life is transformed from glory to glory. Wave your Bible and shout amen. amen. All right, please be seated. Thank you, Lord. I want to specially welcome Pastor and Mrs. Isaiah Ofusu Kwache into the house. Let him feel loved in the house. Please put your hands together. Amen. He's here with his dear wife and we appreciate you. Thank you very much for coming. They came with a wonderful team. Let's put our hands together for his team. Yes. And put your hands together for yourself that you are also in the house. Also put your hands together for Lady Jifa. Lady Jifa is also in the house. Hallelujah. Alright. So the past weeks, I have been dealing with a subject on the tongue. Or if you like, the topic, one of the topics I gave it, which I like, is foolish talking. Everybody say foolish talking. Which you can see in the Bible. But quickly in the next few minutes, today I'm going to do a sub on the same subject, but my title is going to be Bear No False Witness. Or we are looking basically about lying. Everybody say lying. Mm -hmm. Exodus chapter 20 verse 16. Exodus 20 16. Um, can I type the keyboard? Oh, let's have to type the keyboard for me. Thank you. All right. Okay. The Bible says, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. It's on the screen. Can we read it together? Ready, go. Now, when you read the Ten Commandments, the Ninth Commandment is what I just read. The Ninth Commandment that God gave to his children states emphatically that you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. 
This forbids all forms of slanderous speeches against anybody. So you can summarize the scripture by saying that tell the truth and don't lie. Anything less than the truth is a lie. Anything less than the truth is what? So, anytime you are speaking and you say something that is less than the truth, what it means is that you've lied. This is the basis for even our judicial system and in many parts of the world, the judicial systems of different countries. That you don't say something you have not seen. And it is very, very important. If you don't see it, you, don't wit- you can't witness or say that you saw it. So if you don't see it, you don't say it. Tell somebody, if you've not seen it, you can't say it. So Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verse 20, 37, Matthew 12, 37, he says, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Which is to say that lies are very serious. God considers lying a very serious sin, a grievous sin. So in Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 16, permit me, I'm running a bit fast. I want to cover something before the second service. In Proverbs chapter 6 verse 16, the Bible says, These six things doeth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are abomination unto him. Verse 17. A proud look, a lying tongue. So, out of the things that God hates and God considers an abomination, a lying tongue is one of them. Tell somebody, lies are bad. Mm. Look into the eyes of the person. And tell the person, intro intro So, but most of the times, we lie about others and we even lie to ourselves. But I will talk about the lies we tell about others later. But quickly, let me talk about five lies we tell about ourselves. Number one, I'm running because I want to catch up some things. Number one, the first lie we tell ourselves I must be perfect in all ways. But don't forget, those who think like this are super achievers. These people have unrealistic expectations. People who lie to themselves that I must be perfect in all ways, they have unrealistic expectations of themselves. In fact, they look at other people and they feel that by all means, they must be like them. And so they put a lot of pressure on themselves and lie to ourselves that we are catching up with something. But God didn't call you to catch up with anybody. God called you to fulfill your own destiny. God called you to run your own race. Can I hear somebody say amen? In this day and age of social media, there are so many people who are under so much pressure. Pressure you are giving to yourself because you've seen an idol on social media. 
and you are trying to catch up and you feel like you must be perfect in all, by all means. You must be like the person. So sometimes you look at certain pictures of people on social media and their faces look unblemished. It looks so smooth, no spot, no wrinkle. And they'll tell you, I am 60 years and this is how smooth my skin is and you are so much under pressure. Tell somebody, stop lying to yourself. Oh, come on. Tell somebody, stop lying to yourself. Look, one of the things aside social media that is happening in our age is what we call artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is making people be what they are not. Recently, CNN published a certain statement about Hillary Clinton that she had endorsed a certain Republican, um, um, the guy in Florida, what's his name? Um, I just forgot his name. You know, and they put it on CNN only to realize later that it was made by artificial intelligence. But you could see Hillary Clinton talking and everything, endorsing somebody, but it wasn't her. It's artificial intelligence. Are you understand what I'm talking about? Don't let anybody put pressure on you. You are not called to compete with anybody. You are called to compete with yourself. May you rise to be the best you can be for yourself. And not because somebody is putting pressure on you. Can I hear somebody shout amen? Oh, one day I went to a certain guy's church to go and preach. And I've seen this guy's church on social media. The church looks so... Hey, so I had serious expectations when I was going there. Then I got to the place... And I realized that the whole church was like, maybe this. Ah. I was like, and then the, there's something I saw there. I was sitting there in the room and I said to myself, Charlie, don't put pressure on yourself. Uh, you understand what I'm, what I'm talking about? All the things we were seeing on social media is just artificial. Tell somebody, stop lying to yourself. Oh. In Ghana today, I was told recently that there are places now where they are beginning to hire wigs. They rent wigs. Wig, 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 hair. They rent suits. They rent cars. When you go to Europe and America, some of these things are common. In fact, in Europe and America, when people are doing weddings, you hardly buy a wedding dress. You, you are advised to rent it. Are you understand what I'm talking about? And so you go to Europe or America and then somebody picks you with a Mercedes Benz, big one or something. And the person could even be a student because you could buy a car and be paying maybe 100 pounds or 100 dollars a month. And you sit here in Ghana and the person is your classmate in America and you feel like you are late in life. You feel like you have not done well at all. You feel like, no, as for me, God didn't treat me well. But Charlie, relax. Relax because not all that glitters is gold. Am I speaking to somebody this morning? Tell your neighbor, stop lying to yourself. Write on the scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 12. It says, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that condemn themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, be wise. 
can you man take catch any pan say be wise no pressure amen you are married you see that couple every sunday or every week they post pictures of they sitting in a restaurant moving pic Charlie, check it well it could be photoshop i know I, I you understand what i'm talking about Stop bothering your husband with her. Hey, you are useless man. You didn't take me to moving pick. You didn't take me to this. Not even papaya. Hey, eat your kinky. Eat your kumi and your shita. Don't compare yourself with somebody. Be a wise Christian. Somebody clap your hands and shout amen. The second lie we tell ourselves is that I must have everybody's love and approval. I must have everybody's love and approval. And this is the basis for a lot of disappointment in groups. So most people, we've not even programmed ourselves for disagreements. A lot of married couples don't program themselves for disagreements. So anytime you disagree with me, it means that you don't love me and you disapprove of me. But it's not true. Amen? By all means... Not everybody will agree with you and not everybody must agree with you all the time. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6 verse 26. Luke chapter 6 verse 26. Am I too fast for you? Alright. He says, Woe unto you when all men speak well of you. Let me end it there. Jesus said, Woe unto you if everybody is speaking well of you it is a sign that you are doing something wrong. It's a sign that possibly you are a chameleon. So you change colors just to fit every situation. Because not everybody will love you. Not everybody will approve of you. No. So in your, when sometimes you hear that people gossip about you, it is normal. Tell somebody it is normal. Yeah. Tell somebody when they lie about you, it is normal. Amen? Because even Jesus, who was perfect God and perfect man, he was crucified. The state said about Jesus that he was a rebel or an insurrectionist. He was creating a revolution and therefore he was too dangerous to live and therefore must be crucified and killed. Jesus, who was perfect God and perfect man, Judas sold him for the price of a prostitute. 30 pieces of silver in the Jewish custom was the price of a prostitute. That is how much Judas sold him for. Not everybody will like you, my brother. Peter, who was Jesus' right-hand man, he cursed him and said that this man, I don't know him. It means that sometimes there will be people who will betray you and say they don't know you. But it is normal. Don't die because they didn't show you love. Don't die because one person, two people, three people in the church didn't show you affection and the love you need. If one person didn't like you, there are many others who still like you. Ah, I, did, I don't like your amen. I said, if one person didn't like you, there are many others who still like you. Tell somebody, if you don't like me, I know my bishop loves me. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need to tell the person, tell the person, if you don't love me, at least I know my bishop loves me. You know I love you, don't you? Oh, even, you see, not everybody will love you. You see, even this one I asked, some people didn't say anything. I said, you know I love you, is that right? <laughs> but even Peter, he betrayed him. 
Thomas, even when he had resurrected from the dead in a glorious body, it was expected that at this time, all doubts around him should have been killed. Even then, Thomas still said, I don't believe. So not everybody will love you. Somebody say amen. But in all of this, what did Jesus do? Jesus said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. You will overcome every hatred. You will overcome their lies. Somebody shout a big amen. So, Paul, one of the greatest apostles that ever lived, he was not liked by everybody. He wrote a greater part of the New Testament. He had unbelievable revelations. It was Paul that gave us insight into the Lord's table. That on the night on which our Lord was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had broken, he gave thanks and gave to his disciples and said, This is my body. It was this man, Paul, who never married, who taught us that love your wives just as Christ loved the church. It was this man, Paul, who was able to go into the third heavens, download mysteries and bring to us. If not for Paul, we wouldn't have known that there are things called the nine gifts of the spirit. We wouldn't have known about the fruits of the spirit. We wouldn't have known about so many things that we know about today. We wouldn't have known that there are things about heaven and hell. Paul spoke so much about to us about mysteries from the kingdom of God or from of the things of God. Yet this man Paul was not loved by everybody. Why do you think that everybody will love you? Why do you, even among his own people, one day Paul said that some people preach Christ just to add affliction to me. He says, some preach Christ out of hatred. So even among preachers, not all of them like Paul. But yet, Paul was comfortable. Sometimes you can be in the choir. Don't expect everybody in the choir to love you. You can be an usher. Don't expect every usher to love you. You can be the best in your family. Pay school fees for all your family members. And still, there are some who, if they are given the opportunity to take you to Kaneshi and shoot you, they will shoot you at first light before you get to Kaneshi. Am I, am I speaking to somebody today? Don't expect love from everybody. Are you here with me? In spite of all that things Paul did, he was robbed many times. Such a good man. Why should they rob him? In spite of what he did, he was stoned many times. He suffered shipwreck. People beat him with rods until they thought he was dead. But yet, Paul wrote and said, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Are there some conquerors in the house? Somebody lift up your hand and shout yes. Number three lie we tell ourselves is that I will ignore the problems. I will ignore the problems. Problems are normal and part of human life. And you need to understand this. That problems are normal and they are part of human lives. The only place in this life where there are no problems is in the cemetery. When you die, you will have no more problems. You will not have any problem when you die. So if you don't want to have problems, you know where to go. But as long as you are here, and I can see from your face that you are not ready to go now. But as long as you are in this life, you will have problems. But don't see problems as something that comes to break you down. See it as something that comes to build you up. See problems as a stepping stone to your next levels. Oh, you will go to your next level in the name of Jesus Christ. I said, you are going to your next level in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? You see, problems, when they come, sometimes they put a, 
they put some strength in our spine. They make you tough. Like a certain great writer years ago, Robert Schuller, wrote a book and said, tough times don't last. Only tough people do. Tough times will not last. So any problem around you, it will not be there forever. But you must be tough to face that challenge. You will go through it in the name of Jesus Christ. Number four. The fourth lie we tell ourselves is that my problem is somebody's fault. I am like this because of somebody. I am like this because of my father. I'm having this problem because of my mother. Eh? If not for that Kwasiampeni man that I married. Eh? If not for that witch, that witch I married. So for some people, they've never accepted responsibilities in their life. They always think it is somebody's fault why they are where they are. It is somebody's fault. But as long as you keep blaming people for where you are or for the things you are going through, you are going to remain there for a very long time. Take responsibility. Tell your neighbor, take responsibility. Number five, I will be happy when my circumstances change. This is the fifth lie we tell ourselves. That, oh, I will be happy. I'll be very happy when my circumstances change. I'll be very happy when I make some money. I'll be very happy when I change this job. I'll be very happy when I get a new boyfriend. I'll be very happy when I buy a new car. In fact, I'll be very, very happy when I buy a new shoe. I'll be very happy when I upgrade from Togo week to Chinese week. I'll be very happy. But let me share something with you. Happiness is a choice. And let me tell everybody here, your happiness is not in somebody. Your happiness is not in somebody. One of the most dangerous things any young unmarried person can do is to marry somebody who is coming to marry you to be happy. If you are not happy before you marry, when you marry, you will not be happy. Am I talking to somebody here? Oh, yeah, because marriage has its own problems. Is somebody understand what I'm talking about? So, every time of your life, you must understand that happiness is a choice. I choose to be happy. I choose to be glad. I choose to rejoice in the Lord my God. Though the victory will not blossom, hey, I will still, I will praise the Lord my God. This morning, receive the, a, a dose of joy and happiness in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us about Paul and Silas. They were in prison, but even in prison, they will still sing praises. And they will be using their chains, their handcuffs. They will be hitting it against each other. Go, 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 go. And they will be dancing. If it was you and I, we chains on our hands. And we didn't do anything. All we did was to preach the word of God. <laughs> but as for Paul and Silas even in prison they will be singing his praise I pray for somebody today may you find happiness in the name of Jesus Christ may the joy of the Lord be your strength lift up your hand and shout the joy of the Lord is my strength amen your happiness is within you somebody say my happiness is within me 
But beloved, lies are very bad. In Psalm 101 verse 7, Psalm 101 verse 7, the Bible says, He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. God says that anybody who tells lies, who are we detrong? God says you will not dwell in his presence. In Revelations, and this scripture I fear it, Revelations chapter 21 verse 8. Revelations 21 verse 8. The Bible says, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and warmongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all all what? All liars. What will happen to them? Shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. All liars. So you see, the category where Jesus, and this is Jesus speaking. The category where Jesus put liars, he put them among unbelievers. People who commit abominable things, murderers, warmongers, sorcerers. Jesus put liars in this category. So, there is nothing like a Christian lie. There is not, one of these days, I'm going to talk about exaggeration, which is another form of lying. And as a Christian, we must eschew it. As people can exaggerate too. They see something. They just saw one flash. Ha! A friend would tell me, Ochatai. You don't understand it, but when a prophet says, Wachata, but there are some people they see just something small but the way they will say it an event that happened in one minute some people can narrate it in one hour exaggeration but the bible says that all liars will find their place in the lake of fire may God deliver us from the spirit of lies Say an amen. Now we are I said, May God deliver us from the lake of fire, from the spirit of lies. Shout a better amen. So, why do people lie? Two reasons why people lie. Number one, we lie for fear of consequences. We lie because we are afraid of punishment. We are afraid to suffer. So, somebody does something, you ask, Who did this? Then, even, even little children. Why? Because they are afraid of suffering. I tell my children all the time, no matter what you do wrong, if you say the truth, I will caution you, if you must be cautioned. The biggest lie, the biggest sin in my family, in my home, is to lie. Hey, that it is you, and you say it is not you, and I find out it is you, I will deal with you. But if you own up, it is a sign of responsibility. But that is the first reason why we lie. Because of fear of consequences. Number two, we lie out of hatred and malice. We lie because sometimes we hate people and out of malice, we just lie. We don't like someone. You don't like somebody. So you frame up a story on the person. You want to outdo somebody. So, you, you say things you didn't see. You, you conjure. You, you come up with things. You come up with stories. But listen, anytime you lie about somebody because you hate them, God will make sure that those people will always do better than you. 
I've, I've, I've seen it happen. People who are hateful, people who are envious, people who are malicious, wicked liars, and they are lying, thinking that the more they lie, they bring you down. And I've seen how God turns it around, that the more they lie about you, the more God lifts you up. I pray for you today. Anybody who has lied about you, may God cause you to be blessed more and more. Amen? I have two minutes, 30 seconds. Quickly, four things to consider when talking or writing. Because we lie through talking and writing. Four things to consider. Number one, is what I'm saying absolutely true? Number two, will it bless those who are hearing or those who will hear later? Number three, will it bring glory to God? Number four, is my motive pure in telling it? Is my motive pure in telling it? And write down the scripture. Proverbs 12, 18 and Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 8. Let me end by saying that there are five ways in which we lie which I will talk about later on. There are five ways in which we lie. Last time I spoke about the four things that constitute foolish talking. But this one, I am giving you five ways in which we lie. Number one, we lie through slander or in slander. Number two, gossip. Number three, flattery. Flattery. Um, flattery, cry, kind of saying. Insincere praise. Praising somebody in an insincere manner. Flattering the person. It's a lie. And some of you, you have to stop flattering people. At least don't say anything. Are you understand what I'm talking about? Hey, hey, you, the way you did, hey, the way you did the thing, and then flattery. But flattery is a form of lying. Exaggeration. Exaggeration or to exaggerate is to stretch the truth. The thing is true, but you stretch it. And then number five, through innuendo and insinuations. I'm going to continue in the second service. In the second service, I'm not going to repeat the same thing. I'm going to deal with something different. But this morning, I believe that you have been blessed. And God is taking us through a healing process to deliver us from foolish talking. Our tongue must bring glory to God. Our tongue must bring praise to God. I don't like your amen. I said our tongues must bring praise to God. Our tongues must bring glory to God. Your life cannot be summarized as a liar. Remember, all liars will have a place in the lake of fire. Are you lying with your tongue? Or you are speaking the truth with your tongue? One of the things you have to use your tongue to do every day of your life is to use your tongue to praise him. Is to use your tongue to speak of the greatness of your God. He is the God that cannot be flattered. You can't exaggerate about him. He's God all by himself. He's so powerful that he's power himself. Is somebody understand what I'm talking about? And it is important for you to know that even when you choose not to speak well of him, he's still God. And when you don't praise him, he's still God. And that is why Jesus said to the Pharisees and the people of his day that if you refuse these people from praising me, I'm going to raise up stones to give me praise and to give me thanks. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise this morning. But as a Christian, 
you must learn to give God thanks with your tongue. Every day, make sure that that tongue in your mouth, that little member of your body, that powerful thing in your mouth, it will rather draw God's presence closer to your life. When you wake up in the morning, speak of his goodness. In the afternoon, tell yourself how great our God is. And in the night, join the birds of the air. Join all the stars and the moon and the galaxy. And let us together lift up the name of our God. He has been good to us from January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October and here we are in November it is just a matter of days we are going to enter into another year our God is a good God what a mighty God we serve when we were sick he healed us he delivered us from the clutches of the enemy he broke into pieces the bounds of the wicked and he brought us out of the devil's claws the devil thought he had us but thanks be to God who always gives us the victory in Christ Jesus, what a mighty God we serve. Church, are you ready to praise the Lord? I don't like your yes. Are you ready to praise the Lord? You are sitting down and saying yes. I said, church, are you ready to praise the Lord? If you are ready like I am ready, there is a man in the house. He's anointed to lead us in praise and worship. Church, clap your hands. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Let's welcome Pastor Isaiah Kwachi Ofosu. Put your hands together. Give God praise.